Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions right here on the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh, and I am joined as always by the all-pro, the interception leader, and the Detroit Lions camp goer, Glover Quinn, fresh off a stay over in Detroit at training camp for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> What's up, man? How you doing? I am great. We got hard knocks. That's going to be on tonight. And I'm just excited to be talking to you after two days with the team. Yeah, man, it was two days, man. Two, two good days to be out there, you know, get to see more things. I was very interested. As I said, I was very interested in checking out the defensive back, the secondary, the skill guys. You know, that's that's my realm. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to see those guys work. So. Got a chance to get a good up-close look at those guys. And then, obviously, just being around the building, the atmosphere, being on the practice field, around the guys, the coaches, was uh, was a good time. And it was a big turnover for this roster compared to when you last played for the Detroit Lions. Only five teammates of yours still in Detroit. Right. I mean, that's and that's what's so crazy, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is turnover, but man, I was only I mean, I, I guess I played my last game there coming up on four seasons ago. But I mean, yeah, Tracy Walker, Jared Davis came back because he had left and now he's back. Um, so those are the only two defensive guys. And then offensively, it was, you know, three offensive linemen, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow and Dan Skipper. So uh, it was good to see those guys catch up with those guys and uh you know, see them having success, obviously being in the league for, you know, four, five, six years. That's a that's a blessing. So um, it was cool, good to catch up with those guys and see them and, and meet some of the new guys as well. And what's it like meeting or sorry, not meeting, but seeing these guys that you played with who were younger at the time now kind of taking front and center as a leadership role? We talked last week about Tracy Walker only 27 years old and the veteran in that secondary. Yeah, man, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy, man, because you, you get a chance to take a step back, right. From being in the building, being around all the guys, and then, you know, you're living life or doing whatever it is you're doing. And these guys are steady working, steady growing, getting older. And then you come back and now this guy that you left and he was, you know, a, we call him a pup, a young guy, rookie. And now he's the oldest guy in the room. And then you got Taylor, who is a, you know, a key member on the team, anchoring the O-line, him and Frank. Like, those guys were all babies when uh, when I was there. And so to see those guys grow into that leadership role, accept that leadership role, and, you know, all those guys get get paid good money and get to, get to play. And, um, 
anchor that team, anchor that defense and offense. And so it's cool to see some of those guys, you know, still staying with it, being productive and growing into that leadership role because you can see the qualities when they were young. You can see that they that they could be those guys and to see them grow into it. It's, uh, it's actually really cool. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines find reviews and news for every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 to receive 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 bet online where the game starts and they are all cornerstones signed for at least the next three seasons, if my memory serves me right. So with the rest of the team, though, all of these young guns, these players that you weren't with in your time in Detroit, what was your biggest takeaway from training camp? Um, You know what? I think overall, I was I was impressed by the the energy that those guys had the the demeanor that they had the way they went about their business um i mean jared golf guy made some incredible throws that i saw over the last couple of days i'm talking you know dropping dropping some dimes and you know that was good for me to see that because you know obviously he's a talented guy but to, to see him in practice to see him working you know he made some incredible throws i thought um dj chark looked phenomenal you know, he made some incredible catches, but as you, I mean, you see different highlights come out of practice or in your social media and you've been seeing him making diving catches and stuff like that on the internet already. So to go to practice and see him make, you know, nice catches in practice as well, you know what I'm saying? So, um, that, that was, that was a big thing to, for, for me to see as well. Um, the O line today, they looked, you know, they were in full pass today and, um, you know, they looked they looked great. Those guys are are big. You know, I was telling one of the guys, I'm like, man, when you're in the when you're in the locker room and you're in the game every day, you know, it, it's different. When you take a step back from it and you've been gone for a little while and you're not around these guys every day, man, it's like everybody's huge. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like <laughs> these big dudes come from. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody was huge. I felt like a tiny. I'm like, these guys make me look little in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make me want to scrap up the pads and, and show them I can I can fend for myself, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, the O line was good. They you know, short yardage, goal line today, the O line, they really came off the ball strong. They really came off the ball strong. I was really impressed with that. Um, you know, Jamal ran hard, you know, and I and I told somebody, you know, and I love guys that have fun. You know what I'm saying? I love guys that have fun. But when I was playing and the group of guys that we had, you know, today would have been a fun day because they're doing goal line. 
And, you know, Jamal, he's he's a fiery guy, right? He's a fiery guy. He's a talker. He's a fun guy, right? So I can't let him score a touchdown because he's just going to talk way too much. <laughs> and today was the first time, today was the absolute first time that I literally felt like, what a pads at? Where are the pads? I just want to come out and, and thud somebody up. Oh, today was the first day, but yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun, you know. Secondary wise, you know, those guys work hard, man. Those guys are young, and that's and that's one thing that I see. Those guys are young, and there's there's things about the game that they just have to learn. It's gonna take some time. It's gonna take some reputation. I mean, repetition. Um, they have the ability. They're just gonna have to go out and put that chip on their shoulder and and say we're gonna go out and do it, right? We're not gonna just be based off of potential and we can do this. Like we're going to go and do it. I'm tired of hearing people saying what we can do, like let's go and do it. And that's one of the things that, you know, I talked with a lot of the guys about while I was out there. Um, You know what I'm saying? Just having that, that playmaking mentality, like you don't just do things in the games. If you don't do it in practice, you're probably not going to do it in the games. And, you know, I have a I have a kids that play sports, and I tell them guys all the time, in practice at home, if you don't practice being a dynamic player, you're not going to get in the game and automatically become this dynamic player. You know what I'm saying? Like Coach Caldwell used to tell us, yeah, he, he read all the time and he had these quotes and he would tell us all the time, phenomenal quotes, like just unbelievable stuff. And one of them that he used to say was, in the heat of battle, you do not rise to the occasion. You sink to the level of your training. And that's huge, right? So the way you practice, the way you study, the way you go about your business, your technique, your fundamental, like the way you do those things day in and day out, the way you train your brain, your body, your mind to think, that's what you're going to revert to in the heat of battle. And so in practice, you got to be having your mind on making plays. You can't be in practice feeling like, I don't want to get beat, right? Like go and try to make a play. You know what I'm saying? Go and try to make plays because when you go and make a play, it's going to give that next guy courage that he can go and make a play. And now it becomes contagious. And now we're all out there making plays, right? So I wanted to see more plays made in the secondary. But they have the potential to do it. They just got to do it. And they, they're young. They're working. And so hopefully they can, um, you know, continue to work during training camp, have a good preseason, and be ready to go come week one against Philly. And – it helps, I'm sure, when you're practicing against a player such as DJ Chark, who is at the top of his game right now, as you said, dominating in practice, putting it all on the line. That has to make these guys better, I would imagine. And so was there anyone that really stood out and could hang with DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown, or was it still putting the pieces together? Yeah, I mean those guys. Those guys could hang. I mean, I thought I thought the corners looked looked good. I mean, in this practice, 
you know, and so it's different scenarios that go on in practice. And, you know, I don't have a script, so I don't know exactly what they're doing and what everybody's responsibility is supposed to be. But there's a couple of things that were just young, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not a physical thing, not a just young. And it's just like young mistakes. And you see them and, you know, having that that older guy, that that veteran guy that is like, hey, man, this is this is what we need to do like this, like seeing it from that different, you know, perspective, that different, this is how we should do this because I've been in this situation many, 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 many times. And so this is what I'm expecting when they come out in this formation and they line up like this right here, we know this is what they're trying to do. We need to communicate pre-snap. You know what I'm saying? That's the big, that's one of the biggest things in playing defensive football. You have to communicate pre-snap. You have to be able to look at the offense, see the guys. First of all, you got to understand who's in the game. That's going to tell you a lot. Who's in the game? If they only got fast wide receivers in the game, little fast guys, they probably not trying to run the ball because those guys probably can't block. Ding, 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 right? Like Who's in the game, right? What, where are they lining up? Are they tight? Are they wide? Are they stacked? Are they trips? Like, what's the formation? What can they possibly do? All right. Who's the quarterback? What does he like to do? Who's the running back? Okay, they got the pass back in. They got the running, the the runner in. Like, you get so many clues before the snap just by paying attention to who's in the game and how they lining up. But the only way you can focus on that stuff is you got to be so confident in your own technique. You got to be so dialed into your own playbook and your responsibility that you don't really have to take time to think about what I got to do. My body's going to naturally do it technique wise and, and scheme wise. I know it so well that I don't have to think about it. I just react and respond and I can take that focus and focus in on those guys. Because if I'm sitting here like, Hey man, what we got, what we got in this play? Okay, it's a cup three. Well, the offense that came out, and I'd have missed the clue that they snuck in the fast guy, and they got him over here. And next thing you know, they're taking us up top. And we're like, oh, we knew every time they put him in the game, he was going deep. Yeah, but we missed it because we didn't understand that we didn't pay attention. So that's just young. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's not a skill. That's just being young and learning those things. And so I think, you know, between – Money and you know Jeff and and Will like those guys are 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 great size corners, you know Tracy, Deshaun, you know the safeties. Those guys look good, man. Those guys, they 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 got the physical approach, the mental side of the game, understanding the game, learning the game at a at a extremely high level is going to help allow those guys talent to take over. And that's exciting to hear because you can always get more experience. You can always get more reps. I imagine the preseason will help for some of these guys that do play in the preseason. And would it help having a veteran safety slash nickelback in there? One that played for the Lions back in 2018. Glover Quinn strapping on the pads. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Would it help? I mean, obviously it would help, you know, just having somebody outside of the coach, right? Coach Coach Aubrey was great. AG is great. All those guys are, are great. Um, but would it help to have a – yes, it most definitely would. You know, is that possible at this moment? Probably not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> would it help? Obviously, you know, since just being able to walk those – just be another guy with a different perspective – from a different angle than Coach Pleasant and, and and his assistant because, you know, when you're out there and you're in those situations, my natural uh, instinct is going to kick in. I'm saying things in practice. I'm just like, oh, I can see what's going to happen already. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's where those guys need to get to, right, where they can see the offense come out, see the way these guys are, are aligned, and – understand hmm, this is what they're about to do i know it this is what they're about to do right uh, we had a situation t- today uh, in practice the first play of practice the offense comes out and they ran like a trick play right not going to disclose what it was but it was a trick play it was just you know and one of the uh one of the corners came to me and he's like hey man you could have told me the first play was going to be a and i'm sitting there like well, what are you expecting on the first play, though? Your corner, right? Are you expecting to go make a TFL on the first play of the game? Or do I want to make sure I protect myself and not let the offense go up top on the first play of the game? Because even if they throw a screen pass, even if they run to your side and get 10 yards, that's fine. It's the first play of the game. It's not going to kill you, boss. You know what I'm saying? So just mentally going in there as a corner and a safety, understanding this is the first play of the game. They've had all week to prepare something or plan something or, you know what I'm saying, catch us by surprise, right? I used to always tell people, the best way to get me on a trick play is to do it the first time, right? They tell, hey, they ran a slant. They kept running these slants. So at some point, they're going to run the slant and go. Well, you got to beat me on the slant and go the first time. Because once you start running the slants, now I already know that you're setting me up for the slant and go, right? So you got to expect certain things like that the first play of the game. Like I say, first plays coming out of a timeout, right? They've been on the side, I mean, the first play of a series, right? They've been on the sideline for four or five minutes, right? Now they know, hey, this first play, we're going to hustle to the ball and we're doing this right here. Because that's when they can do stuff like that, right? You look at the Super Bowl when uh, the Saints beat Indy, right? First play out after the half, right? Surprise onside kick, boom, right? Because we've had all we've had all halftime to talk about it, right? Because sometimes when you have to talk about it, like if you if you come out and you line up in something and then you call a timeout, now we like all right. And tennis up like hey, hold on, they might be doing something. They just they just put another guy in. They took you see what I'm saying? But if you just mm. come out of the half or the opening play of a game and do this, you can catch them sometimes. So you have to understand that as a defensive player. You have to understand it as a player and be on guard. You know what I'm saying? As a defensive guy, as a as a defensive back, you have to protect the deep play especially the first play of the game. As a linebacker, though, you may attack, right? Because if you guess wrong, hey, you got some guys that behind you that at least can get the guy out, right? 
So I might be a, a very aggressive player in the first play of the game. I remember when I was playing in, in, in uh, Houston, Brian Cushing used to just blitz right up the A-gap, the first play of every game, just take off. Whether it was called or not, it got to the point where Wade Phillips started to just make the call. Now, like, hey, we, yeah, we're going <laughs> to call this play. Because he was going to do it the first play of the game every time. Just blitz right up the A-gap and go sack the quarterback or hit the running back or do something. Because the first play of the game, they're either going to run it or they're going to play action. Very rarely are they dropping back. You know what I'm saying? They're either going to run it or they're going to pass it. And so he would just take off, man. So you have to you have to get to a point where you feel comfortable doing those things, making plays, but then also understanding as a, def- as a secondary, be smart. Play the game. Be smart. The plays will happen. If you try to go and force plays, that's when you're going to get beat. Be smart. Play your role. Understand what they're trying to do, and the plays are happening. And that's exciting to hear with this young group. And I hope that they took away a little bit of the wisdom that you've shared with us. I imagine it imparted itself on the field. And I want to know about one player in particular, Efiatu Melafonwu, converting from corner to safety, something that you did back for when you went from Houston to Detroit. What did you see in that regard, in that transition to safety? Well, for me or for him? For him. Well, uh, I think he um, think something happened at the scrimmage on Saturday, so I, oh. I didn't get to see him. He was out uh, these couple of days. Um, but I just would talk about, like, me personally, just just seeing him today and yesterday, just walking around, it's hard for me to envision him as a corner. Mm-hmm. It's a big guy. I mean, like, I'm talking 6'2", like, look 220 look like. You know, he's a big-looking guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to even imagine him as a corner. I would have I never looked at him and said, oh, yeah, he was a corner last year or two years ago or ever. You know what I'm saying? Now he's a safety. Um, but he got good size. And if he has the ability to play corner, you know, that that's only going to benefit the whole team because now a guy that size and with the ability to play corner, you can use him in so many ways, especially if he can play on the inside. And he should be able to play on the inside if he understands how to be a safety, right? So now you got bigger guys that run defense. You got, you know, guys that – can cover because a lot of times those little slot guys, they're not very big. So yeah, they may be quicker than him, but if he can be physical with those guys, slow those guys down, you know, he could dominate in that slot area or, you know, move back to a safety, Tracy move. Like you can do some things with a guy of that size, you know, with the ability to play corner and safety, right? So if he if he's converting from corner, that means his whole life he's been playing corner for the most part. So he understands how to play a corner at his size and you know his ability. And now he's converting to safety. You know, like you would think naturally he should be a strong tackler. He's a big, he's a big guy, but also being able to cover as a safety. That's what helped me when I went to safety. I had been playing corner so I could cover well enough and then when you move me to safety now you have cover safeties and that's what 
you definitely need in today's game with as much passing and and, and much spread offense as we see. Um, having a safety that can cover is is huge. So I think a guy like him, you know, if he can stay healthy, those guys can stay healthy. He could definitely, you know, carve out a, a key role in, in the secondary. And it was funny last year because he was a corner, but there were times they'd have him mugging the A gap in, inside, head up on the center. Just a true unicorn <laughs> right. in mean, terms just, of the position. He's a huge guy. Like I said, <laughs> I, 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 I would have never guessed that he played corner. If I no. just had to take a guess, I would never guess it, right? So, I mean, to have a corner that you can mug up in the A-gap, you can press him up on the outside, you can put him in it. Like, he's a very valuable guy, you know what I'm saying? So he needs to, you know, continue to work at it. You know, they'll, they'll develop him, you know, the right way. And, I mean, he could he could be a special player if that's what he wants to be. And – I'm sure he's being tested pretty heavily along with the rest of the safeties too, by TJ Hawkinson over the middle at the tight end position. Yeah. TJ looked good. You know, TJ looked good. Um, he had a nice catch today practice. Um, he looked good. You know what I'm saying? He's a good, good size tight end. Um, good hands, you know, works hard. You know, I think, you know, with, with like with most guys, you know, the, the biggest thing is is staying healthy. You know what I'm saying? You you just can't consistently perform at your highest level if you're not healthy. You know what I'm saying? You, you're dealing with injuries. It's just tough. And so hopefully those guys can stay healthy and, you know, TJ can go out and, and play and be, you know, that tight end that they that they drafted him to be. And he's been he's been playing well, you know, these few these last few years. So every year you're trying to take it to the next level. You're trying to do something better year in and year out. You know, we always say you're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is no in-between. There is no in-between. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And what that means is if you come back this year and you are the same as you were last year, in the grand scheme of things, you got worse because you have to assume that all the other players got better. So if you stay at the same level and they got better, then they're going to be better than you. So if they're better than you, then you got worse. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. There is no in-between. There is no staying the same. There isn't. This is a fluid movement. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. And that's just from the teammates that you already have because – they're also drafting people to replace you as soon as you slip up. So you can't let off the gas, something that you've talked about consistently, that even if you're the starter, you're the locked, the locked in starter, right? You have to train with that chip on your shoulder because you could lose your job at any time. No right. job and, is safe. Right. And that, and that's you know. I'm a I'm a player, man, and and you know I I I love I love the players. I'm I'm on the player side a hundred percent, you know. And so I I love when I see the players working to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? And and having that chip on your shoulder. There's nothing wrong with having some passion and some 
you know, I get fired up when I think about it because I know what it takes to play at a high level at this in this game for a long period of time. You know what I'm saying? And so few guys, you know, I just wanted to see a little more. I just wanted to see a little more. And, and you know, I had a short sample size, so I can't make any great predictions off of the sample size that I've seen. But I just wanted to see more. So I'll keep my eyes open. And, you know, if things start to creep up, I'll, I'll definitely make note of that and, and bring that back to the table. But I'm going to back my players right now and just say, you know, things, things will get there. But I, I wanted to see a little more. Completely understand. And we'll get a little peek at that through Hard Knocks with the first episode airing later tonight while we record. Yeah. What was it like having the cameras on you, on the team, do you think that could have contributed to what you were talking about? And do you think you made it on hard knocks? Well, that's, that's why I don't want to make any judgments, right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, like I said, I got a small sample size, so I don't know if certain guys were gassing it up because cameras are out there. I don't yeah. know if certain guys were a little mellower because cameras are out there. I don't know. Cause I don't know all those guys personally. Right. I don't know their personalities like that so i can't really say but what i will say is the cameras and stuff was dope man oh my (laughs) gosh bro (laughs) i probably spent all day yesterday talking to the hard knocks people the photo people because that's what i'm into now right i'm into photos and videos and doing that cool stuff so when i get around these people that do this like they're working for nfl films right like like Think about how good of a cameraman and, and, and shooter that you have to be to be able to get that job and be trusted to like get this. Like I want, I like talking to those guys. I, mean, I want to pick, you know what I'm saying? Because I was a pro in football. I feel, I'm a rookie in the camera game. I'm a rookie. Like, well, I'm not, I probably won't be a rookie. I might be like a second year player, maybe a third year guy that's, you know, trying to get like his second contract. He's like, grind. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I want to talk to the vets. I want to talk to the people that this is what you do, right? Because I don't have any ego. I don't have any like, oh, I feel, no, man. Like, this is fun to me. This is your profession. You know what I'm saying? Like, it takes hours and hours and hours to be great at something. That's why we're great at football because we've been putting hours and hours and hours and hours in, right? So other people look at us, professional athletes, and like, man, y'all make that look so easy. Yeah, but what you, you you do what you do so well that you make it look easy, right? Like I was talking to um, I was talking to one of the uh, security guys there, and he was like, "Man, you know, I, I remember, you know, I I showed Glove a picture, and you know, he could just look at that picture, and he knew exactly what play it was. He knew the game it was. He knew all this stuff just by looking at this picture. And I'm just like, man, how can you do that just from all these pictures? And I'm like, but you could do the same thing, right? Like, if you are a police officer, right, and you see a picture, you're going you're gonna to remember that scene. 
Oh, I remember when I showed up today. I remember the call that I got. I remember driving over there. I remember showing up, and this is what we saw. I remember this lady came around the corner. Like, this scene right here was crazy, right? You're going to remember that. Why? Because that's what you're in. And so, you know, I don't know, man. I just get fired up, man. And so I'm talking to these guys, man. I'm talking to the producer or, or the, you know, director. I'm seeing, like, it's just a weld all machine, man. Like, I'm... I mean, the cameras were phenomenal. Just looked beautiful, man. Like the mics, the 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 the, the gap. Like it just was, man. It was like a weld on machine. Like it literally was un, it was unbelievable. And then the system, you know, boom, getting the cars in. So now they're editing, they're getting this done. They trying to get that done. Like, I'm, I can't wait to see it. Did you get to touch any of the camera equipment? No, well, today. Um, Today, not with the hard knock stuff. No, I didn't even. I didn't even try to like. Ah. I talked. I talked to the director lady. I was letting those workers do because they were working. I mean, they those guys are working, bro. They they on the ground right here. They picking the cameras up, and it's a whole system. They got like three guys. Probably, you know, they got somebody shooting. They got somebody with the mic, and then when when the person's on the ground, he got a tripod. But when he gets up and take off, he can't pick up his tripod. Nope, he picking up, taking off. The mic's right behind him because they tethered together. And then somebody else is coming to pick up the tripod and they run into the next spot. It's like, oh my gosh, like what are these these guys are freaking phenomenal, bro. Like I was impressed with the camera crew from NFL Hard Knocks. <laughs> OMG. I was impressed. But the cameras were awesome. I don't know if I got on hard knocks because I was just there yesterday. So I'm I'm a, I'm sure that the episode that's for tonight was already shot and, and, you know, from the earlier weeks, you know, maybe I get on there next week. I don't know. I don't know, but it was a good time. It was a good time. It was fun. You know, I had fun talking with the, the, the photo guy from, from the lines, man, the guy that takes the photos that you see on, on, on the internet, you know what I'm saying? Like just talking to them and, and, and getting to pick their brain about what they do and how they do it and why they do it. What drives them? What, what makes them get up every morning and want to go and take another photo and another photo and another photo. Like, what drives you to just do that? Is it just because you can say you're a line photographer? Or do you really feel something deep down inside that I love to do this? And after talking to Jeff, he loves to do it. He loves to do it. And you can always tell when someone loves to their job because – the quality just turns out that much better and the quality from the lines photography is absolutely phenomenal always has been and i, I think it's going to continue to be like that for quite a while oh yeah I, I believe so they got a good system going over there man i i will say they're trying to do the right things and the one thing i kept saying you know when i was there to a lot of the people you guys got the 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 environment Right. You guys have the atmosphere. You guys have the the excitement. You got to win games. You got to win games. You got to do what you got to do to win games. And when you do that, everything else is just going to magnify. The excitement is going to get higher. The building atmosphere is going to be better. The practice atmosphere is going to be better. Guys are going to be excited like you got to win games, but you can't win game five without winning game one. So right now, 
Everybody's focus should be on getting better every single day, getting ready for these preseason games. And when it's time to get ready for Philly, you lock in on Philly. And it's going to be a good game. I might go back out to Detroit for that game. Ooh. I might. I might. I might. I might. I might. I might. Hey, man. Detroit was good to me, man. Like, that was probably one of the best decisions that I made in my whole entire life. Right? And I can go back and look at a lot of decisions that I made. And the one thing that would stick out is how they say, you got to get out of your comfort zone. If you live in your comfort zone, you're not going to grow as much. Right? So not being afraid to get out of the comfort zone. Growing up in Summit, Mississippi, and going 18 hours to go to college, like, I'm leaving my comfort zone, right? Like, leaving the city of Houston at that time and going to Detroit, it's like, I'm leaving my comfort zone, right? But God God prepared me for that. Like, he, he knew that Detroit was where I needed to be, and that's why my time was was, was good there. I'm gonna get out to some games, man. I'm gonna get out there. The D, the D was good to me. They, they, they showed me some love. They showed me love. You know, I had to get out of my comfort zone to, to, to come out there. Right, I'm tucked in in Houston. I was feeling good. Had my house here. My family was close. It's like, I gotta go to Detroit at this time, 2013. Ugh. But I was prepared for it. And I thank God that he didn't allow me to stay in my comfort zone and I wasn't afraid to make that step to go to Detroit. And it proved to be literally one of the one of the best decisions of my career. And we are all happy that you made that decision. Worked out pretty good for you and for us, the Detroit Lions fans. And hopefully the team can start stacking those wins, can make the building a better place with some W's. I know, I'm not sure if it was when you were at the practice, but the clip aired yesterday, Jamal Williams giving an impassioned speech about winning and how much losing hurts. And you really kind of get the sense that this team is done losing. They... They don't want it anymore. This is a new organization with a bright future ahead. Yes. I mean, I, I I would agree with that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's the NFL. Nobody wants to lose. <laughs> I mean, nobody's in the game to lose. We're all here to win. So it's going to be, are you preparing better than the people you're playing against? Are you playing better? Are you making more plays. Football is a game of mistakes. That's what it is. Every offensive play is drawn up to score a touchdown. Every defensive play is drawn up to stop you in your tracks. That's just the way it's drawn up. But it don't happen like that all the time. So it's a game of mistakes. He who makes the least amount of mistakes most of the time wins most of the time not all the time 
most of the time. But if you can major in making the least amount of mistakes, you're probably going to win more games than you lose. Just play clean, play good, no crazy penalties, calling back big plays, big special team plays. Don't give them an extra set of downs from a personal foul and just P.I. because we just got lazy. Like, don't do those things and beat yourself. And you're going to give yourself more chances to win. And when you win, it's good. And the Lions are hoping that this crop of rookies can help them get some more wins. Aiden Hutchinson is reportedly going to be on Hard Knocks. We're going to see that rendition of Billie Jean. But what did you see from the Lions' first-round pick, second overall? I mean, I I saw a great-sized kid that looks like a football player. Not going to lie. He looks like a football player. I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like I was over there watching the D-line and the O-line drills. No, I was not. I was with the defensive backs the entire time. Um, (laughs) But from what I saw, you know, hardworking guy, plays hard, plays with a motor, um, looks like a football player, looks like he loves the game of football. And that's what you want to see a guy that has the size, the physical ability, but he also loves the game and he wants to work at it. When you have those things, you have the potential to be great. But notice I keep saying potential. You have to go out and do it. And if you do it at at this level like he did in college, the Lions are going to be super excited about the pick that they made. And, you know, the city is going to be super excited about what he's doing on the field. And he's going to be super excited because he's going to be, you know, putting himself in a category to be, you know, pro bowl, all pro defensive player of the year type type player. And I think Detroit Lions fans are going to be really excited to hear that. The Lions are looking to build on their pass rush. They re-signed Charles Harris. Julian Aquara is there as well. Did you see Romeo Aquara at all while he's rehabbing from that Achilles, or is he inside for most of the time? Well, I saw him yesterday. I didn't. I didn't see him out in the practice field, um, but I saw him yesterday. Talk with him because Romeo likes photography as well. So we chopped it up a little bit, and I played with Romeo. Um, you know, back in back when I was playing. So uh, it was good to see Romeo, um, but I, I didn't see him on the field. And that's what I expected because I know every team rehabs differently. Still a couple players from the Lions that are sitting out on the PUP or the non-football injury list, but relatively healthy. And we all know that is one of the keys to any team's success. You see every year the Baltimore Ravens went from the first seed in the AFC to missing the playoffs after a rash of injuries. It can happen to anyone no matter how strong the division looks no matter how strong the conference looks and that's why i'm excited for the detroit lions because there are so many winnable games on this schedule no question i mean i think we we went through it and you know hey that's that was on paper that's what it looks like you got to play the game but if those guys can stay healthy you know get jameson williams back you know They could do something. They literally could. I know people don't think so, 
because of the three wins last year. But every year is a different year. Every year is a different year. So don't be surprised. They could do it. Jared Goff is a Super Bowl-making quarterback. The offensive line is full of talent, and they're finally going to be able to play together after this starting five didn't play a down together in 2021. Building that chemistry can only do good things for the team, for the unit, and for the city of Detroit. Yeah, I mean, the O-line, those guys are... They look phenomenal. Like I'm excited to see the O line in in during the season. Those those guys, I mean Taylor is obviously you know huge. Frank, phenomenal. You know, Sewell. Like those guys are big, bruising, brawling guys, man. So I'm excited about the O line. I think that's that's a that's a key piece to to the puzzle. You know what I'm saying? If you can run the ball consistently, that opens up a lot of things in the pass game. That opens up things in the play-action game for Jared and those wide receivers to be able to get downfield and, and get open. And the whole line, they, those balls are good. Going to be opening some holes for DeAndre Swift, no I question. imagine. No question. No question. No question. And how was Swift? Did you get to see him while you were there as well? Um, I don't even know. I don't even remember. I didn't see him off the field and and talk to him or anything. Um, yeah, one of the days he definitely had a rest day. I just yeah, don't remember which. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't see him. And then yet, like I said, yesterday was they weren't even in pads. They were just kind of um kind of simple special teams day but my, my eyes were glued to the secondary you know I, I i wasn't worried about running backs man like i want to see these dbs because if we can't stop guys from scoring points on us it doesn't matter we're gonna lose 42 to 28 you know what i'm saying like you gotta be able to stop guys from scoring points and yes it's a team group uh, a defensive group but the secondary is important the secondary is important so i really wanted to watch those guys and how they were performing and any final takeaways from that secondary group or just excited to see how they develop with more time, both on defense and on special teams, which you mentioned? Yeah, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm, I want to know, you know, a money show last year that, that, that he can make plays, right? And the thing I always told young guys after coming off of good years, the hardest thing to do in the NFL it's to do it again. It's the hardest thing to do. You can go out and have a great year. Can you come back and do it again? You can go out and have a great game. Can you come back and do it again? You can go out and have a great month. Can you come back and do it again? You can go out and have a great practice. Can you stack another day up tomorrow and do it again? Right? It's the hardest thing to do. And so... I want to see if Amani can come back and play at a higher level than he played last year. But who else is going to step up and be that game changer, be that playmaker, that that guy that you look to that's like, 
we need to play. Like, we need to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I was the most dynamic player. But I used to love hearing from fans when they would say, man, I'm sitting at home watching the game, and we're in a situation, and I'm just like, man, this feel like this feel like a Glover time. Like, this feel like a time where he's going to make a play. And then you come through and you make that play. Like, I loved it. I loved it. And so, who's going to be that guy that when it's crunch time, when it's, I don't know what time, but we need somebody to make a play. Who's going to be that guy? That's what, that's who I want to see. I want to see who who's going to emerge as that guy. Any they got a few guys that can do it. Somebody got to say it's going to be me. And you can have multiple. It ain't got to be just one, but it got to start with one. There's enough plays to go around, as you said last week. Any predictions on who that player might be, or we don't want to put too much pressure out there? <laughs> I don't want to put too much pressure out there. I don't want to put too much pressure out there. I just kind of want to see how it's going to play out. I want to see how it's going to play out. Um, Seeing seen some guys that, like I said, they, they got some potential to be that. I just want to see how it's going to play out over these next couple of weeks, catch a couple of preseason games and see, um, see what's going on. And then – Probably going into week one, week two, I can be like, all right, I feel like this guy right here is probably going to be, he's going to break out at some point, hopefully. At that point, you can say, this guy gets it. He is that dude. He's got that dog in him. He is going to make a play. And I just want to go back to the special teams real quick. Mm-hmm. What did you see there? Were you still just watching the DBs or did you have a favorite special teams position and were your eyes drawn to that more than specifically the DBs? No, I, I, I didn't have a favorite special team position. You know, I think, you know, one of the guys that kind of stood out, I saw him today, you know, the, the punt returner. Um, and I don't even know exactly what his name is, but. Um, Khalif Raymond or Khalil? Khalif Hemphill? Raymond. Yeah, Khalif, Khalif Raymond. Raymond. Like he he stood out, um, looked, 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 looked pretty good, you know. But, you know, you know, special teams, like I say, I, I haven't been there in, in a few years. So a lot of those guys, I didn't even know who they were. Like, I'm just like, man, because they got numbers. They don't have names on the back of the jersey and they got helmets. So I'm like, I, you know, so you just kind of watching, just seeing who's standing out. You see a number that continues to, and a lot of it is technique and it's learning. And then, you know, for me as a, as a, I guess they call me a legend or alumni or however they want to put it. You know, during the special teams time, it's as times where maybe you're talking to somebody else that came up and they want to talk to you, or are you, or you talking about what just happened on defense, or you're, you know what I'm saying? So, um, not just sitting there studying the special teams because, um, you know, I didn't play special teams as much, um, but I did see I did see a couple a couple good returns by by the by the punt returner. Good to hear because those special teams, really the most underrated phase of the game in football. You can't be making mistakes there. And on the inverse, you want to be making plays every chance that you can get. 
So excited to see how that turns out. Excited to see this episode of Hard Knocks and really just excited for more Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited. I'm excited to see Hard Knocks. What time it come on? Nine o'clock? Your time? I I think it's eight Eastern. Eight o'clock Eastern? I think so. Is it only streaming on HBO Max or is it HBO regular? Uh, I think it's HBO Max. HBO Max? Okay. All right. So I had to figure it out because I don't even watch TV. I don't watch TV. I got to cut my TV on. (laughs) Got to figure it out. You know, been gathering dust for the last little while. Well, I mean, I'd I'd be doing so much, so many other things that I don't really have time. And, you know, it's not football season. Well, now it is, but like there hasn't been games on and basketball is over with. Like I said, I watch baseball, but. I can do without it for a little bit. I mean, they play 162 games or something like that. So, um, but yeah, I'm about to cut my TV on and, and get some hard knocks in. Check it out. Can't wait to see that. And before we get out of here, any final thoughts on your visit to Lions training camp or your return, possibly for week one? I mean, w- one thing, one thing that I want to say. I want to say I, I I really want to say thank you to the Detroit Lions for the love that they showed me over these last couple of days. And everybody in the building, from the cafeteria staff to the the training room staff to you know the weight room to the equipment guys to the social media people. So many times we don't give enough credit to the people that allow us to go out and perform. All the people that are working behind the scenes to make sure that you can perform at your highest level. When you're sleeping, they're working to make sure that you can perform at your highest level. And I just want to thank those guys for bringing me out and, you know, the hospitality that they showed me. I think we got to get more alumni to come back. The The building is open. It's welcome. They want us to come back. They want us to be involved. And I definitely, I definitely enjoy my time. They definitely made me feel welcome back to the D. I hadn't been back out there since I left in 2018 after the season. And so I definitely want to shout out to those guys and thank those guys for that. And um, I'll be back. And I can't wait to hear about when you go back. So happy to hear how well you were treated because I know a lot of players, a lot of fans – have wanted to see the alumni more involved with the team, get a little more recognition. So I hope that this is a pattern that continues and we start seeing all sorts of players involved in the Detroit Lions. I mean, that's what you want, right? And like I say, a lot of that comes up from from winning, right? When you win it and, and, and the excitement is good, the players want to come back, they want to be at the games, they, you know, they 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 want to, they want to do those things and so 
I'm excited. I'm excited for the Lions. I'm excited for the season. You know, I, I hope they can put it together. And, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I don't even know how you call it. I'm a player fan, I guess, right? Like, I didn't grow up a Detroit Lions fan. I actually grew up as a 49er fan, right? But then I realized I was a player fan. I loved Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders, but then I loved Barry Sanders. And I love, like, I love these guys. And so it was so cool to see Barry at practice. And I'm like, man, they call me a Detroit Lions legend, but like, this is a Detroit Lions legend. Like, I don't even feel comfortable being in the same category as, you know, that's Barry Sanders to me. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, man, like, just, just great. Just, just overall great experience being out there. And like I said, I can't say it enough how excited I am. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the season goes well. And it's, and it's a great time in Detroit because the city, the fans, they all, they all deserve it. Fingers crossed that we are headed in the right direction. I think it's a great time to be a Detroit Lions fan. And I also think it's a great time to just wrap things up and hear your pluggables that you got to plug before we get you out of here. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything that I necessarily need to plug. I mean, watch hard knocks as much as you can. Um, Follow all my socials, you know, I'm back on TikTok. I finally got my TikTok back. Man, my TikTok was hacked or something for, uh, I couldn't get, I could not get into my TikTok, but I finally got my TikTok back. So I'm back on my TikTok game. I got my, my Instagram pages, multiple pages. You can go to my, you know, obviously my personal page, Glover Quinn on Instagram. And then it should have links to all the other pages that I run. If you're involved or interested in any of that stuff, follow me. You know, I like to have fun. So that's about it. I don't have anything else going on right now. Um, shout out to Miss Diane Marcy in the cafeteria. Sweet lady. Huge Dirtbags fan. Shout out Miss D. Shout out Miss D. Shout out the Dirtbags. Make sure you follow us at Believe in Lions. Subscribe to the podcast. Check out our sponsors at betonline.ag. And until we see what happens on Hard Knocks, until training camp continues to roll along, and until we have preseason games in the book, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.